Hi everyone, welcome to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. I'm Langdon DeMint. And I'm Julian Taylor. And welcome to our podcast. Welcome to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety and happiest of New Year's, everyone. I'm Langdon DeMint here with my dear friend. Julian Taylor. Happy New Year, everybody. And Happy New Year to my bald buddy. I know. How are you? I'm good. Have you had a good break? I have. It's been wonderful. And I would say I'm really looking forward to kickstarting the new year. But, you know, really, is that always true? It's like you are, but you want to ease into these things. You know, you know, you don't want to go too hard at the beginning of the year. Well, we've we've got a very kind of cold New Year's resolution because Car- Caroline, I, I hate it when she says, oh, I've had an idea. It It fills me with dread. And and the latest idea is is slightly Wim Hof, if I can say that. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Wim Hof? Wim Hof. Oh, Wim Hof. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. So we, we're talking cold water swimming. So so the idea was we, we didn't buy each other Christmas presents. We bought swimming wetsuits. And we're... Caroline thinks that i want to go cold water swimming <laughs> does she want to go cold water swimming she wants to, yeah she's not just sending me cold water swimming she wants to do it as well well you know there is i, I like cold plunges i've been i was wanting and i kept pushing Lindsay to get a i want a sauna and a cold bath because every every shower my last i'll stay in there for an extra couple of minutes and it's as cold as, I mean, there's a lot of health benefits. Yeah. Not obviously not. Hair growth is not one of them. No, <laughs> there's there nothing that can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting. So where, when you're all, where, what's your plan? Where are you going to start doing this? Well, there's a few lakes around here, but also um, there's a, there's a big swimming pool that's just reopened and it's outside and it's not being heated. So Saturdays and Sundays, it's they have open water swimming, um, and yeah, with attendants there, so they can drag me out if I do have a heart attack or or lose consciousness. Is that normal? Um, I think it's becoming more and more a thing, isn't it? I think I think it's becoming more and more something that people are are doing now. Well, I mean, like here in the winter time. If it's an outdoor pool, it's drained. It's it's just shut. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I was curious. I didn't know if that was a a thing or not. I've not got to the point of going into a lake and having to break the ice yet. But Lindsay asked me, and you'll see where I'm going with this. What she was like, we were in the car. We we're actually going to church the other day, and she was asking, you know, the girls, which Addie, you know, she's three, so whatever you get. What was something you want to work on for the new year? And she got to me and I said, you know, I got quiet for a minute. <laughs> I got quiet for a minute. Just kind of looked up. You know, I think the best thing I can come up with for the family is just maintaining what I'm doing right now. Cause I'm doing so much and so well, it doesn't do much more. <laughs> including, including oh. humility and modesty. Yeah. I must, I must say. <laughs> oh, and I, I mean, she let me have it, but that was, you know, you, we think about resolutions, things we could do better. And I was just like, I'm, 
you know, when you hit the pinnacle, what more do you do? So (laughs) (laughs) I got the same response. So, I mean, I was kidding. Right. But, but I think that's, um, yeah. And I, I think for you, I think that's a great thing. Prolong your life, Jules. See, see, for me, the bar's pretty low, isn't it? So it's pretty easy to raise it. So, yeah, I, I can't live up to your um, your sort of levels. I think the best thing you could say is just, you know, taking Caroline around with you more on your frivolous worldly travels. <laughs> what, not just abandoning her? <laughs> I think that's the best thing. But, yeah. And so have, has the break overall been good? Yeah, yeah, really good. Nice and restful. Very quiet this Christmas because because my children have abandoned their aging father and gone to live abroad. Um, so um, it was just WhatsApp calls and and the usual kind of modern communication. So yeah. So are you are you normally Langdon? Let me ask you a question. Are you normally a New Year resolutioner or not? No, uh, I'm no? not. Not at all. Why, um, why not? Uh, I think other other than being nearly perfect anyway, so not really <laughs> having to do a great deal. Um, you always can be better, right? <laughs> um, honestly, I don't like resolutions because I think most resolutions are junk and kind of go away. It, it's more I set goals or I, so in a quote unquote manner of speaking there are things that i want to try to do for the year but it's more you know thinking about it there's things i would like to do for the year but also things i would like to do differently period uh and and so that's why if you know i'm not a big resolution it's it's more what can i do differently what can i do better that that i really try to maintain so that it becomes you know something that's i think more inherent or a part of part of what we're doing what about you um i'm not a big fan of them yeah see i do have a do because i have a history of, of actually just failing miserably at, at doing them so um i'm trying to think what the what the numbers are but there's we need to google it really don't we um but there's some amazing numbers out there around the, the percentage of gym revenues that come in the first week of january and then people fail to then maintain them isn't it like within a month or two oh it's ridiculous yeah it's crazy so see that's why if you make it a true change then it's better but if you just set a quick resolution that's what i want to do it it's easy to come up with five six seven resolutions and then they're they fall to the wayside well i think if you think about it i think it's it's You've heard me before, my, my favorite phrase, which is, how do you eat an elephant? People people make elephant-like New Year's resolutions, don't they? And then find it difficult to, to actually do it. Um, so I think if we're going to think about maybe making some health and safety New Year's resolutions, actually, one of the things is, is don't overreach yourself. Don't make it something that's too big. Um, let's let's make it achievable yeah um it, it makes me think back to the old some of the old i love training acronyms you know me i love training acronyms the old smart smart objectives isn't it it's that is it achievable is it realistic um and i think 
I think the problem with a lot of lot of New Year's resolutions is that people just try to achieve too much. So when you think about how do we make it last, how do we actually make this work and how do we get people to buy into it, is actually make it small and make it achievable. You know, and I think when it comes to health and safety, we get we get very caught up and you and I've talked about it, the flavor of the month or what is a pertinent issue that's happening, which I'm not I'm not negating that. Obviously, if something happens or it, it should be brought up and shared delight. But a lot of times, and especially for, you know, manufa- you know, you think about it, manufacturing sites or whatever, when they do their shutdown, if some of them do it at the end of the year, maybe they just kind of go cold. That's when they do their refabs or their um, updating or, or whatnot. It's important to use that time to, to reflect on how the last year has been, but also look and think, what are some things that we can do? And then to your point, set those small changes, especially around health and safety. Maybe it's the overarching of lowering an incident rate, you know, where our incident rate's higher than it should. It's four, whatever, four or five, let's get it to three, five. And it's not that I'm just trying to focus on that, but I think if you come up with something and then start figuring out what do you, what could we do better? Maybe it's better reporting, better training around what's a what is a hazard, you know, whatever it is. It, it's it's pretty easy to start shifting what's historically been done to something small that can make a an impactful difference. To me, that's the you know we, uh, we you know thinking about those those little improvements, little tweaks that can you know, cumulatively, they come up and can show something positive at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to try and turn this into a into a triathlon type podcast because we've done swimming. I'm going to talk about cycling now. So I'm out. I'm out the pool. I'm on the bike. Um, and I think, yeah, and and the reference, you know, you know me. I love my cycling, and and it's that it's that kind of iconic reference of British cycling where. Um, when the when Dave Brailsford came in and started running the team, rather than trying to eat the elephant, he just came up with lots of small things, lots of small bikes that he could take. Um, and and it was that classic: we want to change things a hundred percent. Let's pick a hundred things we can improve by one percent. Um, so in in that example, there were all sorts of things, even down to the kind of oil that they used on chains that made it made that little bit of a difference but it all counted um and the same thing in 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 the workplace because if things are too big and and overpowering actually that's where the engagement fails miserably because people don't feel able to to do what you're asking them to do so make it simple and make it easy and then people are more likely to buy into health and safety changes and 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 amendments yeah you know what? No, I think that's spot on. And to that point, you, you think about, so the, what is it? The construction industry Institute, they have a whole list of things that research that they put together around, around SIFs and what are precursors to SIFs. And, and you start really looking and thinking about it. And, you know, I know we've talked historically um, quite a bit with, with Todd and, uh, and others thinking about how to reduce SIFs. That's kind of the focus, but if you really, and you'll see where I'm going with this, a lot of the things 
those precursors that they've seen that led to those serious injuries, a lack of understanding of a work procedure, a lack of being able poor hazard recognition, a worker, um, a lone worker, I mean, pre uh, poor pre-task planning, those really and truly. So I'll just pick four things. Now, lone worker, that's a that can be a little more challenging. So <laughs> we'll table that for now. But those other three, think about it. People are not aware of the work procedures. Why? That's an easy thing to fix. I mean, very simple. Make sure it's detailed and make sure the people doing it understand what those procedures are, which then ties right into a pre-task startup. They review it and go. Um, and, And then do they understand what that task really entails? What hazards are there? What unforeseen hazards could come up? So you think of those three things. If you could improve those, not only are you going to reduce SIFs, but you're going to make the organization safer and more in depth in general. So I, I totally agree. I mean, there can be little aspects of that little tweaks, but you start thinking it's really small things that we're trying to do to, to get better. And a lot of times it's just basic, uh, you know, some aspect of incident management. What, what does that look like? I'm desperately sitting here trying to think of a running analogy. Now it might have to be a duathlon this rather than a triathlon because I'm struggling. <laughs> um, but I think, Finish the race. That's where we're going to go with this. We've 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 got a, 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 a. I'm hoping we've got a guest coming up in the next few weeks, and he's going to tell a really r- scary but captivating story. And all those things you've just talked about, Langdon, apply. Um, and 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 whilst they're small things, missing them or not doing them effectively can have quite catastrophic effects. So. Um, so really important. And again, if we can just get people into a muscle memory, that's maybe my running analogy. If we get people into a way of doing things in a muscle memory, um, we can start to make a big difference through through small things, which again is great if you're going to say, right, for the new year, this is, these are some of the things we're going to focus on because we're not expecting too much of people, are we, if we're going to do that effectively? Yeah. Yeah, and I think... You know, we, we've we discussed trends. We we look at every year. You know, this week the data comes out from the or I say this week, the data has come out for four fatalities, and you start thinking about what those numbers look like on a global standpoint. And then we're still waiting on some areas, and then sometimes you don't even know what you know what you're going to get per se, meaning what actually has come in as far as the reporting hasn't been very accurate or, you know, there's always more progressive countries do the best they can. And they're probably for the most part on top of it, but there's still a lot of lagging, but you, you think about it and it's, we've, we've discussed trends and I do think, I think health and safety is going to a different, a different Avenue, so to speak, because there are so many things that we, you know, we, we talked about the ESG and how is that going to play a role, which, I'll be interested to see from the political landscape and such in the States or, you know, what, what happens with that really moving forward. But a few things that I I don't see going anywhere are, you know, the mental health, the total worker health, the wellness, the well-being. how does that tie in with how employees are working? And that's, that's when we get tired. You know, there was a, I don't know if you ever went through this, there was that simulation that you could, that you could do. And it almost showed that fatigue was worse than a light level of, now don't get me wrong. If you get plastered, okay, that's, that's different, but 
fatigue was worse on work productivity than slight abuse of alcohol. And, and, and that's just the cognizance, right? That's the whole point of it in, in general. But you think about a lot of what we've, we've been discussing, how can organizations start doing things differently? Well, it, it's, I think as we look to this next year, as we're trying to really think, what can we do to be better throughout the year? It's figure out what is a pain point for your organization. And that's, to me, that's the toughest because it, it might not be the, the work procedures might be great. Well, that's fine. What's the awareness of those procedures? What do we have workers? You know, so it's, it's different for everyone. We, I mean, we see it all the time, don't we? Where, yeah, the documents are there, the process is there, but actually it's there. It's almost there to tick a box, isn't it? And, 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 and it's how, I suppose one of the challenges is how do you make these things living, breathing documents? Yeah. How do you make it so that actually we, we don't just do things to tick boxes. We do it because we actually see a benefit from it. So I think a lot of that's that training of the of the why for people um, in terms of right understanding the value for themselves of of doing things effectively. Um, I really like what you were saying a, a, a moment ago, though. I think I think all businesses, and it's this isn't just a safety thing. I think successful businesses focus on their people and look after their yep. people. Um, and 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 exactly as you say. Poor mental health leads to fatigue because people aren't getting the restfulness, the sleep that they need. And actually, we've seen there's evidence out there that isn't there that if you're operating a car, for example, it, it, it's just as it's just as as bad as 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 being inebriated, um, and just as dangerous as being inebriated. So, absolutely, in a manufacturing site or a construction site, if people are fatigued, it, it's 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 going to lead to one thing. Um, so I think yeah get, let's get a focus back onto people um and i'm going to try not to be too cynical here about esg but but i think also is why why are we doing that and actually do we still need to get back to basics in some cases i mean the, you know me i bang on about it all the time is is hazard awareness um that whole thing of so many businesses still don't have a really good sort of hazard spotting program and yet when you stop and think about that, it's a real that that's that's a, a bite-sized piece of an elephant, yeah. That if you do that and you can get people bought into doing that, you can start to mitigate some of the accidents that are happening in your organisation because you can you can take action to to put things right before they affect somebody. Um, so I think for me, sort of as we start to close out, it's, it's there's nothing wrong with having new year's resolutions uh, unless you're like me <laughs> um so langdon's perfect langdon doesn't need to do them but if you're like me and you have got things that aren't quite perfect in your life yeah there's nothing wrong with new year's resolutions but it's all about actually let's do something that's achievable and realistic um and, and making it a goal like not just for the year i think that's because that's me i don't that's why i don't like resolutions honestly it's there are things I could do better, be different or better for sure. Right. It's, but it, when I, if I just make it that little new year's resolution, it's going to fall to the wayside. And I think that's, that's why if we don't watch out, you know, what you were saying, it's about caring and that's why I love camaraderie. Right. I mean, it's all what it's, it's in there. It's the, it's, it's the in first there. of the year. You got to start off strong. It's, you know, but you think 
healthcare is the bit one to me, one of the best scenarios. You know, my wife was a nurse and if you get, if you get so caught up on one aspect, so patient care, patient care, patient care, but what that does a lot of times in the healthcare setting, the nursing care just drops. And when all they care about is, you know, whatever the, if it's a JCO score or if it's another organization that's coming in rating how the, how the workers are doing, well, what about how the workers are actually being taken care of as well? And that's one of the, the worst because a lot of times the focus is not on them. It's just about what they're producing, meaning providing for, for other care. And I think that's where we have to get to your point, you know, the, to me, health and safety always starts with hazard awareness. And it's just because, can you spot a hazard? Yep. Do you know what that even is? And if you can't, that's fine. I know there's a lot more to it. So I'm not negating, not negating the rest, but can you even spot what looks to be safe and what is unsafe? And kind of getting that bought into understanding, hey, where am I going to cut a corner or not? Because we all know we're going to be as safe as we have to be. So we're not too, too safe, but we're still able to be productive and not getting injured or whatnot. And I think that's where we have to really kind of get to when we think about what goals we're setting or what we want to do for the year. It's one of those, what do we really want to instill? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of organizations that they might do very little with health and safety. And you know what? That's fine. Figure out what is applicable to your organization. Maybe it is just, you know what? It's getting people thinking about health and safety. All right. Come up with a new policy that just starts at least incorporating it in everything. And then hopefully it'll be a snowball effect. That's for me. It's, it's the long go. Yeah. I think, I think I've got my running analogy in now because, because actually, um, the thing with the New Year's resolution is if, the, if there's no reason, if, if there's no clear reason for doing it, I think that's why a lot of people stop. Yeah, they might feel like they need to do something in the moment, but there's no long-term reason to maintain it. Um, so, I mean, one of, the things that, one of the things I've done for running, I've actually entered a race in March. So I've entered a 15-mile cross-country race in March. Yeah? So I, that, but, but the idea behind that is because I've entered that, I know I've got to run through the winter. So, so even January, February, when it's not that pleasant in the UK, I still need to just put my gear on and go for a run. You so, can run to the lake, jump in jump and swim in and, and run back. Run. <laughs> yeah. Jump in the lake, freeze, and then attempt to run home. Yeah. Yeah. There's your workout plan for the year. There you go. Yeah. Okay. But no, I, I do agree. I mean, it's what happens if you're five under through 13 holes? Yeah. Congrats. You still have a few holes to go. And if you blow it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, I, I totally agree. It's those little things that we can do to try to make an impactful end game. Yeah. I have to say, if I was five under after 13 holes, I would be going for a lie down Langdon. <laughs> <laughs> you would go ahead and just par out. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say, done. yeah, <laughs> walk it off. Uh, yeah, that's good. Good. Well, it's great to see you, mate. It's good to be starting another year of, of bald guys. We've got some exciting things coming up. We've got some good guests lined up. Um, it's going to be an exciting new year. Um, so um, 
this was our first one. It might, I think it, it felt like a bit of a ramble, but hopefully you've picked some useful pieces out of that. Um, so happy new year, everybody. And I'm going to let Langdon do it for the first time. He's got his camaraderie in. I'm going to let him sign off in his usual way. Well, everyone, I hope you've had a wonderful break. And if you haven't had a break, I hope that you at least had a wonderful time with family over the last couple of weeks. And as we start the new year, everyone, I hope you all have a happy new year and stay safe and watch each other's back out there as we go about this next few months. Thanks, everyone. Happy new year. Everyone, really appreciate you tuning into this episode of Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. Please follow and subscribe to wherever you stream your favorite podcast or visit us at evotix.com. And if you want to see how follically challenged we really are, come and check us out on YouTube. If you've got value from the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. And in the review section of this podcast, if you could leave us a review or a rating, that would be great. And as always, everyone, while you're going about your days, and about your normal lives, stay safe out there and watch each other's back. <laughs>